listener, thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Hey, guys. Today, we're talking about mind wandering and specifically, where does our mind go when it wanders? There is nothing inherently wrong with mind wandering. It is actually very important and it is kind of like a default process of our brain. Studies show that it can vary on the amount of time that it um, occupies during a day. Uh, But for some people, it can also occupy 50% or more um, of a waking day. There is some confusion or like a little clarity on the definition of mind wandering. Uh, But essentially, it is when an individual's thoughts shift away from the task at hand and uh, move to task unrelated thoughts. Um, So uh, some examples could be uh, daydreaming, spontaneous thoughts, uh, zoning out, fantasies, um, thought intrusions or just any irrelevant thought. Since it's such a broad topic, we um, are going to tackle it in on a personal way and we realized what usually happens when uh, our mind wanders is either go um, to the future to future events or to the past events and of course in these time frames um, are hidden a lot of our automatic thoughts or thoughts that we have about ourselves and beliefs that we have we actually can find out a lot about um, ourselves by understanding our thoughts in moments in which our mind is wandering. So I think you might have noticed how every time Marge and I, we always agree on everything that we talk about. We're always saying like, oh yeah, I agree. I feel you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So for once we wanted to find something that we could uh, sort of clash on and where we're different in. And so, yeah, I think this was a, it's a good place to start. Um, starting like, where does your mind wander to more often? Is it more the past or the future? So definitely 100% the past. Um, I rarely find myself thinking about the future. And if I do, it's because like, there's an imminent plan that needs to be made. Most of the time and most of my day, I'm focusing on what happened yesterday, what happened a year ago, what happened 10 years ago, or how I was in the past um, and how I've changed up till now, which can be a good thing. But yeah, and you? At this point, not very surprisingly, I only focus on the future. Like not only, but most most of the time, most of the time. Like I rarely find myself thinking about the past. Um. Like, it's not like I don't, I, I, if I have a thought, I do reflect or, oh, maybe it can stem from this. And also it's something like that in therapy, they teach you a lot. So maybe I've started to do it more recently, but if like, I'm not present in the moments, let's say like I'm biking and I'm just thinking of other things and I'm not thinking about what I'm thinking, I then notice that I'm in the future. Um, most of the time. Yeah. If I'm biking or doing something else and my mind was wondering, it's like I'm going down memory lane. Like I literally yeah. have this idea of my mind as, you know, Inside Out, the movie where there's like all the memories and you yeah. can take them and then choose which one you want to watch. 
my mind is exactly like that. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, okay, what are we going to go through now? <laughs> what are we going to go through next? Um, and sometimes, um, like you said, now, like you would look to a past to see, okay, uh, this thing that I have now or this behavior that I have now stems from this. And that's a very good thing. And I, and I do that too. But a lot of times I do the opposite process. So I take an event and I'm like, okay, what did this bring me to? What did it lead me to? How do you think about the future? Like, give me an example of what an episode of you looking into the future looks like. Um, an example would be, I just like... I don't plan for it, but I kind of like dream about it. Both things that are in the immediate future, um, but also things that are in my like broad future. But like differently from people I know of, like uh, I know people who plan about like their future really like specifically, like I'm going to have this house and uh, this is going to be my job. I don't, I don't really do that, but it's just like an imagination of me like when I'm gonna have kids or like when I'm gonna um, actually be a therapist or like or even just like I'm going somewhere this weekend and I think about what I'm doing there you know but do you use these imaginations as like incentives or because I'm thinking like if I were to constantly imagine my future and what I want to do then I think that I would be deeply disappointed with myself because life can take you anywhere not necessarily you're going to go where your imagination like it doesn't necessarily go to plan Mm, yeah but that's that's the thing that I find like I always talk about it with my sister because she's like she's both past and future I would say but she when she thinks about the future her future is full of like idealistic expectations and then she feels like let down by when things don't happen but to me it's more like also because I'm not a very controlling person in like plans and stuff so it's just I it motivates me to see like a, a purpose in what I do and if I especially maybe this is not that good I do it a bit also as an avoidance strategy when I'm not fully happy with myself. Like, I yeah. noticed that kind if like you're anticipating, escaping. well, yeah, escaping, but also anticipating the joy, let's say, or like the satisfaction that a certain event might give you. So instead of feeling the satisfaction at the time of the event happening, you kind of like feel it before by imagining it, which is. I mean, that's yeah. literally what imagination is, I guess. Yeah, it's more like, um, not, like if I'm, if I don't, if I'm in a bad place and I'm like, I want to keep going. Uh, I think, okay, but I have this to look forward to. I have this to look forward to. Okay, I think like what you're saying now is kind of like the two sides of the same coin because you're saying that on one hand it's making you escape and you use it sort of as an avoidance strategy but on the other hand it's also what gives you hope and relief when you find yourself in like a difficult situation yeah yeah yeah, definitely it has like I think mind wandering in general can bring a lot of insight and like can be a good thing and like can bring relief but it's not necessarily a good thing because it would be much more productive if I actually stayed on my feelings and if I actually felt what I was 
feeling in the what I'm feeling in the moment or just like focus on what I'm doing and yeah it's more like an, an immediate gratification of being like okay I'm not satisfied with the present let me just think that there will be great things ahead of me and the present will automatically become better you know okay yeah what about you does does the past do you think the past brings you more joy or this is such a hard question and I find myself thinking about it so much because I'm like very hypocritical and very contradictory when I talk about the past in the way that I talk about the past because I will say like oh my, I really want to go back because I was so much better before and my life was so much better before. But on the other hand, I also know that some things in the past were really upsetting or hard for me and I would definitely not want to go back to them. So, and it, it and if I were to go back to the past, it's not like I could pick where I want to go. You know, I would just kind of do it all again. Um, so it's, I don't know. And like you said, now you said, okay, it would be much more productive to just be in the moment and feel what you're feeling. And like, I actually think that I do that. Like I'm quite capable of feeling uh, my emotions when something happens. And when I am like, when I'm experiencing them, I don't try to avoid them or push them away. But sometimes what, what happens is that I reverse like because I hold on to the past, I reverse this like holding on to it onto my feelings as well. So I'm feeling something in the present moment. I'm like, okay, this is great because you're feeling it. And then as time passes it, it's kind of like, I can't let that feeling go because I could still learn more from it. So I need to feel more of that. And then I can't let that feeling go. So it's kind of like I'm Obviously, it's not like I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Ludo, make yourself feel this. Like, I just feel it naturally. But if I really think about it, maybe like, yeah, maybe like it could have passed already, but I'm still holding on to it because I'm scared of letting it go. In my head, it's like what I'm letting go of is better than what I will have after. Yeah, I like reminiscing. I mean, I like it as in it gives me the relief that you have when you think of the with the future because that's the thing like it brings me definitely a lot a lot of melancholy and a lot of pain of thinking that times were better maybe but it also gives me a sense of relief as in like okay I know that I have that within me like I need to feel that things the things that I've lived the people that I've met and the places I've been are a part of me like are a part of like my skin I don't know that sounds very weird but I don't know how else to like picture it and explain it so it's like I want to live everything down to its last last bit so that I'm a hundred percent sure that I can conserve that with me my whole life because the idea that I have been through something and not like processed it I don't know I can't tolerate that I don't know. It's it's saying it out loud sounds very dumb. Like no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. But like, what I what I disagree with is that you're the things you've done, the experiences you had, the people you met, the places you've been are part of you. It's not like the more I process them, the more they will become part <laughs> of me. Because uh, also because what I don't like about okay. I, 
I have to say that probably I'm on the extreme of I have a really hard time reminiscing. Like as soon as I do it, I get a sense of like heaviness, even though my past wasn't that heavy. Like even if I'm thinking about like the most peaceful time of my life, it gives me like a thing of being stuck into into that um, time frame, which is on the other extreme. And I recognize that. But the thing is that when you think about your past, you have a positive bias or a negative bias. Maybe you tend to have more of a positive one. So I feel like the more you process it, the more you overthink it, the more you reminisce about it, the more you will distort that memory. And then what you will bring with you is not the actual memory, but a distortion of that memory. Okay, a little intervention. Now that I'm editing the podcast, I realize that I use the word processing. And this is perhaps not the right word. I do not mean that if you process a past event, you will distort it. I'm referring to an excessive rumination or overthinking of an event that might lead you to distort it. So it's like you're making that, in my eyes, you're making that past less part of you than what it would if you would just leave it there. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Reality check. No, I, I I can see where you're coming from and I understand what you mean. But I don't know. I On the other side, I also think it's super cool that I'm able to like um, recall things in a super like specific way, like even like with my like through my senses. Um, I really like if I'm if I'm recalling something, it's like I'm sort of living it again, which yeah not necessarily good no but 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 I see like for example I think when you when you lose someone as in like for example when you're grieving the loss of someone um I think that could actually be a good thing because you're still like it's like you can really really be in that moment in which you were and with that person and recalling like what you had the connection you had and it is a way of keeping that person in your life. And it's not like every person that left your life uh, should be pushed away and forgotten. Like, you know. No, of course. But I just had this idea. And I think it also really depends on how, well, no, it definitely 100% depends on how you deal with things. Because if you think about it, this thing of mind wandering to either the past or the future is sort of like you are creating um like a world around you and inside of you, a barrier, let's say a protection in order to move on. And I think that, for example, you might do it like, okay, this has happened. I'm going to create this world now around me of like looking into the future. Where can I go next? What can I do next? And that is your way of like dealing with your emotions and moving on. When I need to move on from something, I feel like I need to, live all the things that I thought that I would have lived for that thing or with that person say all the things that I wanted to say um otherwise I will I think that I will not be able to move on you know while some people have an easier time saying like okay this has happened I have nothing else left to say or I do but I don't have the need to say it or to express it well I feel like I do if I don't say everything that is on my mind or that I'm feeling so because 
if someone left, someone died or um, leaving a place, because in reality, I will not be with them or be there anymore, then I will create the space around me where I, I am with them so that I can talk to them in this space. And that is literally what I do. Like I will have like in numerous conversations and imagining of having this person still around me and telling them everything that I need to tell them in order that then I can move on and be at peace with myself that I've let out everything. Well, perhaps someone else is at peace, even knowing that they know their things and they don't necessarily need to express them. But true. But yeah, for sure. Like the scales of difficulty of that is are like vary between people. But I think like when you especially when you lose someone, the feeling of having always wanting like to add one more word or like to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. say one more thing is common to everyone like everyone feels that feeling but maybe they don't find the relief in imagining that they're telling it to them because I mean if I would think of that mm, it brings me less relief than maybe it does to you because I I know that I'm not actually saying that to anyone you know and then maybe I just think like, ah, I really want to say it even more now that I mm-hmm. thought of how the conversation would have gone. Yeah. And at some point with time passing, I feel like the things that you would have said to that person become like they change as you change and thing, new things come in and some things that you would have said are now not relevant anymore. So yeah, it doesn't no, bring me that much that. relief to ruminate about the but I know that like with people that I've lost in my life um, I have essentially created a new relationship with them in my head even for like years so it's like I'm still like keeping and managing all of these relationships just because I still need to like say everything it doesn't sound healthy at all saying it like this um, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, my under, hurts. it's understandable. And actually, like, um, we released an article on grief, and I'm also about to take a course on grief, um, which is, I find it's a very intricate process. So maybe we shouldn't, like, past isn't only about grief, of course, but like, um, actually, what a lot of like models of how you grieve with people is. Uh, learning to build a new relationship with the person that you lost Um, as in like the dynamic that you had um, has to change to fit a present in which that person isn't there anymore like it it, it is an actual stage of grief so um, maybe this is simply how you do it and it's not necessarily unhealthy I feel like we've talked a lot about the past now (laughs) so what why do you think looking too much into the future might be holding you back if it is holding you back okay um it is <laughs> uh but not, not always I, I think it's i like this side of me also the fact that i tend to see things in the future as positive like as mm-hmm. very many good things to come and 
as I say, it's not like when they don't happen, I feel necessarily let down, but it's always like I, I don't lose hope. It's like looking to the future for me is a way to realize that things are temporary. Um, but um, but I also, okay, first of all, looking too much into the future can generate anxiety, especially um, like I find myself like planning for what I have to do in the next week in a very like, okay, I have to do this, this and this, and then I have to do this, like, and it can get a bit overwhelming. For sure, like uh, fear, feeling overwhelmed and anxious can be part of it. And another thing that I do is that I think that if I start, like I predict that something kind of negative is going to happen in the future. Apart from the fact that I have, like I kind of finish in a loop of overthinking all the possible alternative things that may happen in the future, like, uh, maybe this can go this way or this way or this way or this way and then sometimes it, they become a bit like catastrophic as in like I, I'm not in reality anymore like this is not actually an alternative but I still think that I have to think about it this is like a positive belief about worrying that a lot of people have like if I worry about this thing in the future now even if it's like the most this 99% won't happen I feel like if I worry about it, I have control on it. Yeah. And I think this is the sort of parallels where you told me earlier about my memories. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the more you think about them, then the more you create a distorted memory. And it's sort of the same thing here. Like you think so far that you manage to like think things that are not, that may not even happen. And you think you have control in them. Yeah. You, and and it does distort my idea of reality because if yeah, you exactly. live thinking that there's something in the future that is going to happen that is not going to happen um in my case it's also usually a bad thing like I don't think excessively positive like I think I'm pretty realistic in the positive things that will happen to me uh but I'm not realistic in the negative things that will happen to me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just does distort like it comes to distort even how I perceive people because I imagine that something it's gonna happen with it and I, it's not like in the long future like oh we're gonna fight in 20 years it's like tomorrow yeah. you know but that uh, do you think that works as like a sort of airbag in case something bad does really happen then yeah, you already yeah, be, like predicted yeah. how bad it will feel because you've already gone through the anxiety yeah. phase of feeling yeah. that I feel like I can have control over it and buffer how much I will be sad or like hurt by something so if I start processing things before they happen or before even like if I know that I usually with past relationships if I knew that I had to break up with someone I started processing the breakup before I was even sure of what I wanted yeah just because I wanted to be okay when we broke up yeah but in that situation I think that's smart Mm, no it's not well, I, I'm seeing it from my perspective because I'm the opposite and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and do stuff. And then after like, hmm. Yeah, but it's it's an illusion of buffering that um, feeling apart from the fact that you can like uh, doing things to not feel things. I don't personally think is the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's a protection mechanism that 
in the long term does not work. Like, I think that yeah. you should really feel things. And also, um, I think if it's just like if you try to process things before they happen, it's just like a longer and more propagated pain and anxiety because the thing hasn't happened and you're stressing about it um, than actually living. You're not li- like for to imagine you start break, you start processing a breakup two months before actually breaking up you the last two months you're not going to fully live that yeah. relationship you know yeah, for sure and then when it happens it's it will still hurt it's not like you can protect yourself from from it hurting but so actually it kind of sounds like we're both finding a coping strategy for the same thing in just different ways because you are trying to predict something that might happen even if it's not going to be real to buffer the pain let's say when something bad will happen um and what i do is that i try to remind myself or of how bad something was just so when i'm in a similar situation or like when i encounter something again i'm like i know how bad this is well at least i hope that's you know the the, how the mechanism works the question now is, do we want to change how, where our mind wanders? Or like, do you think you necessarily want to change it or? Um, not change completely, I wouldn't say. But I do want to learn to shift my view, like my, my timeline more to the present, definitely. And also a more balanced, like just more balance between past and future yeah I totally agree like I've I'm trying not to um, like I like the hopeful part of the future and I mean I think I should maybe work on focusing more on the past as well because I I don't like the feeling it gives me of feeling stuck and like yeah like as if yeah the future gives me a feeling of being always on the move which like freedom and okay yeah, which but I would like to be able to think about the past without feeling too stuck because it's not like if you because think about it you're stuck is part of you so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like you're stuck somewhere I think we should like be able to take advantage of like both things so you can look into the past into saying okay this is what I've been through this is what I've done and said and met and it can teach me this. And then I can look into the future, like you say, looking onto the bright side and be hopeful because hope is such a great thing. Um, yeah, maybe like looking into the past while feeling that the best is yet to come. Because I think that's very true because the best things of the past were really good for the person you were at that moment. But it's but there are really good things for the person that you will be Um ahead you know but coming back to reality and being where your feet are is always a good thing for sure, for sure so thank you so much for listening today to our podcast and we're really really curious to know where your mind wanders so if it's more focused on the future or into the past or any other place and we also want to remind you the weight technique so if you feel like your mind is wondering Um, and you're daydreaming and fantasizing too much and you want to focus on the present moment then try to ask yourself what am I thinking so the weight technique bye bye bye